Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I am here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. excited to hang out with you guys today as always but extra excited because guess who finally had their little baby me and I get to share my birth story with you guys today and it went so well I'm of course obsessed with her she is literal perfection she is on the boob right now because it's pretty much where she lives let's be honest Um, but she is an angel she is so cute so precious and I cannot wait to tell you about her entrance to the world So I'm actually going to start the day before her birth. So Thursday, not last week, but the week before, I had a midwife appointment um, at the beach. I went to the beach and saw my midwives. They were doing like group uh, prenatal appointments and like a yoga session on the beach. And that was super cute. I was not there for it, but I saw pictures and all the ladies and all their pregnant bellies. And oh my gosh, it looked like a great time. Um, But I got there like towards the end, they were wrapping up. It was about to rain and we were just chilling, sitting at a picnic table Um, like up at the park area where we parked and stuff. And we were chatting, doing all the things, you know, getting baby's heart rate, getting my uh, blood pressure, all that stuff. She gave me a dipstick to take home because I was not about to go in those public bathrooms. Um, (laughs) But we were basically just sitting there talking for a while, probably like an hour, and talking about, you know, me being overdue. I was 41 weeks and two days at that point. So it was getting to the point where we were discussing different methods of induction, like some natural things that we could start to try and implement if we, if I wanted to and set a date for that, if I decided that that was something I wanted to do and, um, you know, just had a discussion about those things. Now, if you follow me, you know, my stance on things and I don't think our bodies are broken. I think our bodies were beautifully designed to birth babies and all of that stuff. And that's not to say that things don't go wrong and all that stuff like nature happens and, um, you know, bad outcomes happen and all that fun stuff. But I believe that our bodies know exactly what to do. And I was definitely getting scared because it was so long. And I, you know, of course, had a lot of fears coming up with baby not making it and never getting to meet her and all that kind of stuff, especially with the previous loss that I had. Um, so I was having a lot of like mixed feelings about things. And I was like, well, should I try to induce her? Should I try to, you know, coax her out? And I was like, no, I shouldn't because I don't think that's great. I think that that can lead to further complications and blah, blah, blah. And I just was back and forth with myself a lot, to be really honest with you guys. So I was talking with my husband that night. We were talking about the discussion that I had had with my midwives and what kind of options there were available and, um, you know, stuff like that, just kind of chatting through things. One of my breast pumps that I had ordered had actually arrived that day. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pump for a couple minutes and see if contractions start just for curiosity's sake. I had that thing on for maybe 10 minutes and was like, okay, I can't do it. It was like contractions every two minutes, killing me, like really painful. So at that point, I was like, okay, obviously my body knows that something is coming soon. It knows what to do. It knows that it's like getting towards that point. I was like, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to be pumping. The contractions stopped shortly after that. I think I had contractions for maybe like two hours after that. Um, they got less, um, less frequent, less crazy. 
they weren't super painful, especially towards the end, obviously when they wavered off, but, um, they were really, really painful (laughs) when I was pumping and I was like, all right, this is not for me. I spent some time that night just going over the different options that they had given me, kind of just doing a little bit more research and seeing, you know, what I thought would be best aligned with my wants and views and needs and all that stuff, you know, how I teach you guys to make decisions. (laughs) And I was like, not really feeling great about any of it. The next morning I was scrolling Instagram and I came across a post. It wasn't even someone that I was following. It just, you know, I follow a lot of birth stuff. So it just shows me stuff sometimes. Um, but I saw a post from somebody and they put, po- they were posting about geriatric pregnancy it was one of the slides. It was a carousel post. And that was like the first thing that I saw. And it was like, isn't it crazy how as the day you turn 35, you're automatically considered geriatric, even though your body is doing exactly what it's always done and always could do and blah, 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 you know, all the things. And I was like, that's so true. You know, of course I'm like all about that. Like, I don't think that your body just stops working. Obviously things can be more difficult as time progresses and the less eggs you have and blah, blah, blah. I get like, I get all that. But I think if the factory is still open, there's still obviously a chance for you to carry a healthy pregnancy. Um, so I was reading the post and like, of course it stopped the scroll (laughs) and I was reading the rest of the slides. And one of them was talking about being late and I needed to read that. It was a total God thing, I think. And I made the decision in that moment. I was like, okay, I will not do anything else to get this baby out. I will wait for her. And I said that out loud. I told my husband that. And maybe 30 minutes later, my waters broke. (laughs) I was sitting at my desk working on some stuff and felt a little gush. And I was like, oh, did I just pee myself or was that waters? (laughs) So I went to the bathroom, pulled down my pants to sit down and I could smell the amniotic fluid. I know that smell. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this for real? So I didn't say anything. I was going to wait because it was just a little gush. And I was like, all right, let me just wait and see if there's another little gush just to make sure. This was at like 11 a.m., the first little gush. So I went back to my office chair on a towel this time, (laughs) sat down and was working and was like, okay, if I get up in like 20 minutes and there's another little gush, I'll know that that's my waters. So that's what I did. And sure enough, another little gush. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is for real. So I told my husband, he immediately started like getting the house perfect and all that fun stuff. And then I called my mom and I was like, Hey mom. And of course she's like silent on the other end because we're on baby watch and she's been like waiting for this phone call. Right. So I was like, you know, I'm calling and she was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, my water's broke. And she was with my grandma, her mom and my sister. And, um, you know, they were all excited and she was like, okay, well keep me posted. She's a part of my birth team and um my dad and her keep the kids for a couple days and is a huge help we'll talk about that in a second but um yeah so I had to let her know you know because her day was uh, any plans she had just flew out the window kind of deal (laughs) then I texted my midwives I was like okay if they don't text me back in like a half hour I'll call them and just let them know I wasn't really having contractions at that point um I was having like maybe a few here and there like maybe three or four within the hour like that first hour that I had um So nothing crazy, nothing major, nothing of a pattern or anything like that. So I texted them at like 1130 and called them around noon. Things were very mild. Like I was not really having contractions. I was having them very few, far between, um, no real like 
serious pattern or anything. They were very, very easy, like just felt like little cramps, you know, you have to breathe through them for a second. And that was it. I was actually sitting at my desk on my sewing machine making a baby outfit for my baby. (laughs) I never got to finish it, but that's what I was doing. And I was just chilling, just relaxing. I was, you know, keeping everybody posted with how things were going. But it was like, I was like, did not feel like I was in labor at all. Like I was having contractions for the first several hours, but it was very, like, nothing to write home about, you know, definitely nowhere close to the 511 rule. It was 2.30. My husband had just gone to go get the kiddos from school. I texted my midwife saying contractions aren't super regular. They're still coming, though. They're about 10 to 15 minutes between each one. I would get a little gush every time I'd have a contraction. That was very interesting. Like having never experienced that before and then having to exist with, you know, just fluid leaking whenever it wanted to leak out <laughs> was fun. <laughs> I went through so many towels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need these for my birth. So I was, you know, keeping up on laundry throughout the day and making sure everything was good and perfect for, you know, whenever a baby decided to come. And I was just watching and waiting. And, you know, my midwife was saying, you know, you can try to pump. we got to get those contractions. Um, Maybe try the mild circuit, whatever you want to try. And I just basically told her I was going to hold off. I didn't really want to do any of that until I felt like I needed to, if I felt like that at any point. So I didn't do anything. I was just relaxing. I was just resting, just taking it, you know, minute by minute at that point. After we got the kiddos from school, my parents came over and grabbed all of our kiddos. My husband finished packing the bags that I had started for them. I had like all their clothes and like diapers and blankets and all that kind of stuff packed, but he had to grab like the sound machine, the monitor, um, their school shoes, backpacks, all that fun stuff. So he grabbed all that for me, got all that together. Um, and I was just like chilling at that point. They came and got my kiddos around like 3.30, um, got everything that they needed And then the house was really quiet. We were just focused on getting everything ready, trying to get everything finished and all that stuff. Um, My husband went and picked up my birth affirmation cards that I had printed at Office Depot, which I should have done weeks prior, but I didn't. Um, If you want the set that I used, you guys can get it for free. I'll put it in the show notes. They're super cute. Oh my gosh, I love them. So I was like cutting all of those out so he could hang them for me around the birth tub area. And it was a lot of fun as I was cutting them. I was telling myself all of the different affirmations. It was really great. My midwife texted me just after five o'clock, told me she was done with clinics for the day, just checking to see how I was doing. She's like right down the road from me. So obviously before she went all the way home, she was just going to check and see if she needed to come by. Um, I told her still just sporadic contractions. There was real no pattern to them and it was just going, going slow. So at that point, she asked me if I would do the swab in my birth kit just to confirm that the waters had broken. I mean, I knew that they were broken. It was very obvious at that point, but I did the swab, turned black in seconds, told her that, and she just, you know, reminded me that they're legally on a time limit with water rupture. I have about 12 hours till we need to get an active contraction pattern. Um, so she said, you know, by midnight, we want to like a 511 situation. Um, that's like the goal. So she was asking me, you know, a bunch of questions. Have I slept? Am I eating? Am I, you know, keeping hydrated? All that stuff asked me, um, basically how everything was going and gave me a bunch of different options, like for kind of moving things along, pumping on the toilet, um, getting, you know, trying to get the pelvis open, baby engaged, all that stuff. Uh, pumping obviously stimulates contractions, nipple stimulation. 
Um, she gave me a bunch of different things that I could do. She said, I can come over and do a cervical sweep if you want. I can bring you an enema, like whatever you need. Just let me know. It was like 540. I texted her back. I said, I can try a few of these soon and let you know. Like I said, I was going to eat soon and all that stuff. And I was like, the last few contractions I had feel like they're getting stronger. They were still, you know, 10, 15 minutes apart kind of sporadic still and not not that strong, <laughs> but they were getting stronger. She was like, okay, that's good. Keep us updated. We're all on standby. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll update you in an hour. My husband ran to a restaurant that's like 60 seconds from our house to get us some takeout for dinner. Uh, we got chicken wings and split those. They were delicious. I updated my midwife after the hour had passed, told her that my contractions were 10 minutes apart, one minute long and getting stronger. They still were very mild, but there was at least a pattern finally. I still didn't want to do any of the induction methods that they were recommending. Not that they were recommending them, but more so just telling me what my options were. So I didn't want to do those. So I didn't. I chose not to. <laughs> Around 8 o'clock, I got up to pee and I sat down on the toilet, had a contraction while I was on the toilet. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was intense. It was a really intense. It was painful too. And that was like it. I was like, okay call them right now. My husband was like near the bathroom. I was like, call my midwives. Here's my phone. And he called them for me. I went to the couch and laid down and fell asleep. <laughs> so I had called my midwives based on one contraction. And I was like, oh my gosh, the whole time I was like, okay, was that a mistake? Is this real? Is it like, is she actually coming soon? And I was sleeping when my midwife, when my first midwife got there, um, I had three total that came that evening and she, I don't even know what time she came. I was going to have my husband look at the lock, like our um, front door lock is a keypad thing. So you can look up the history of it. And I had, I talked to him today. I was like, Hey, can you look and see like for, for timeline's sake, see what time each of my midwives got here so I can like document that and write it down and stuff. So he went on there and he's like, Oh, it only goes back to the 29th. And she was born on the 28th. I was like, dang it. So I don't have that information, but I, I think everyone was there around like nine o'clock. I was resting. I was not really feeling much. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, I called them way too soon. I feel terrible. This is going to be the longest night ever. I'm literally going to have to send them home. Some of them live like 30, 40 minutes away. Internally, I was freaking out about this. I was, I felt so bad. <laughs> so once they were all there, I was like, okay, like in my head, I was like, I was sleeping and resting, but I was like kind of still awake. And I was like, okay, I got it. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to talk to everybody. I'm going to see what's going on. Maybe they can check me to just see how much I've progressed today and see, you know, maybe if labor is near or whatever. My husband called my mom around nine o'clock and was just like, hey, just heads up, you know, the midwives are here. If you want to head over soon, that'd be awesome. She got there, I think it was like five minutes before 10 o'clock. It was almost 10 o'clock. She brought me Chick-fil-A ice, which is my freaking favorite, especially when I'm pregnant, the best. And I remember her asking me, hey, do you think it's still going to be a while? I, I didn't say goodnight to your kids. She's like, should I go back and like tuck them in and say goodnight? She's like, they're fine. She's like, they're watching a movie. They're in my room. Dad's there, you know, the destiny surrender there, my sisters, um, who are adults. So obviously they could help if needed. And I, um, I was like, I think they'll be fine. Like, don't worry about it. Um, you know, you're already here. Don't worry about going back. I think they'll be okay. Whatever. And thank God she didn't leave because things, I, I got checked like right after she got there and I was at, 
she documented eight centimeters. They didn't tell me because they didn't want me to know how close I was to the end. But she said it was probably like eight or nine centimeters. She's like probably closer to nine. And I had asked a little while later, I was like, hey, how, like, how far was I? Like, I thought I had heard them say it, like whispering and stuff. And I was like, am I really already eight centimeters? Like, this does not feel real. Like, there's no way I'm already like in transition phase. Like, there's no way. So one of my midwives, I think the midwife that checked me was like, hey, maybe for the next contraction, you can go sit on the toilet. And I didn't know how far dilated I was. I didn't know. So I was like, okay, she's like, you need to empty your bladder anyways. It's been a while. Um, so go sit on the toilet, have your next contraction on the toilet. And that was it. That did me in. I went, I sat on the toilet backwards, had my husband come with me so he could do my hip squeezes. Cause I get really bad back labor. My back is messed up. Um, so that's where I really feel all my pain is like in my back. So he was doing some hip squeezes while I was on the toilet and that one was pretty intense. And I got up after, you know, emptied my bladder, got up after that and came back into the living room, sat on my yoga ball for a little bit. Then I was like, okay, this is too much. I had to move. I moved to a knee pad, like a, you know, like a squishy foam pad. I was kneeling on that and I was leaning on the ball. While I was doing this, my mom was in the kitchen boiling water to add to my birth tub that was still too cold for me to get into. So she was like racing to get water boiled because she knew how dilated I was. She knew that this baby was about to come. I didn't really know that. I wasn't really aware. I was just like, you know, going with the flow. So I had a few contractions while I was in that position, leaning on the ball with on the knee pad, and I had fluid gushing out. I'm pretty sure I also pooped myself. Sorry, everybody. But the fluid was all over the knee pad, and I was slipping. And I was like, oh my god, this is awful. This is hell. I said, get this effing knee pad out from under me right now. So they got the knee pad out from under me and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be in that tub right now. And they were like, okay, it's not up to temp, but it's close enough. So let's get you in the tub. And it's like, basically it was like now or never. So when, as soon as my contraction ended, my, my husband literally like lifted me up off the ground. My baby was already crowning. So that was a lot of work to get into the tub, but we got into the tub. Getting into that tub felt so good. It would have felt way better if it was hotter, but it was so, it was so nice. It's like maybe 10, 20 by the time I get in the pool. I wasn't at the point where I wanted to push, but I could feel my body, you know, I could feel baby coming like down into the birth canal and all that stuff. So I could feel what was going on, but I wasn't quite ready to push with my body yet. At 1030, I birthed her head first and I was pushing at that point. So I pushed her head out and then, you know, took a break, gathered my breath, took a nice deep breath. She had beautiful restitution, birthed her torso. My husband was catching her. um, So she was under the water still and, you know, slowly birthing the baby. And then the third contraction I had, I birthed her bottom and legs and all that. Um, he probably could have guided her out, but he obviously has never birthed a baby before or caught a baby. I was birthing the baby. He caught the baby (laughs) and he had never done that before. So he probably could have guided her out. She could have probably slipped right out, but, um, oh my gosh, got the most beautiful video. My midwife took a video of her just chilling under the water, staring up at him. You could see the amniotic fluid like coming out of her mouth as she like breathed in and out under the water. Oh my goodness. The most beautiful thing. I could cry about it right now. I posted them on TikTok and Instagram if you want to check out my photos and videos from that day. So after I birthed her, I obviously got turned around. I had to like move my leg over the umbilical cord. My husband was holding her. So I had to like navigate to get into position in order to like get the baby in my arms. I wanted to hold her, obviously. 
So we were waiting on the placenta at this point and baby was wanting like rooting after just like five minutes after being born. So I went ahead and fed her while I was chilling in the tub waiting on the placenta. I really just wanted to rest. It went from zero to a hundred. It got really intense, really fast. And I just wanted to rest for a little bit. And I think I was like stressing everybody out with the whole placenta situation and like just chilling and like not being concerned about it myself. Because obviously there's time limits, like you have like an hour to birth the placenta afterwards. And I was, you know, just chilling in the tub. I fed the baby. Then once the cord went, once her cord blood was all in her body, we cut the cord. Um, placenta still inside. Matt, my husband, he got out of the tub, you know, had baby. My mom had the baby at one point, I think. And we were just, I was, I was just relaxing. <laughs> I also like did not want to birth anything else. Like I knew like I was still getting like little contractions here and there. They weren't intense at all, but they were, you know, contractions and I just would not push that placenta out. And it was like right there. Like they could see it. They saw like where the umbilical cord was attached. There was like a little tear. So they didn't want to just like pull it out. Um, so they, you know, they said, if we get you to the bed, then we can, you know, just pull it out with the, you know, the, like the tweezer things like that they clamp the cord with. I don't know what those are called. Clampers, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think the reason the room started to get a little concerned was one of my blood pressure readings was not good because I had moved back onto my knees, like switched back around to try to birth the placenta. And I was losing feeling in my legs. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I could, I could tell, like I, I felt totally fine. But I was losing feeling in my legs. I'm like, okay, I need to switch back around. And I just, you know, just because of the position that I was in, my legs and feet were super swollen. It was just a pregnancy thing. But of course, they were concerned that my placenta being right there, they was blocking a bleed that was behind. So they just didn't want that to be the case. So I switched back around and just was still just chilling. And everyone was like, okay, like, let's move this thing along. <laughs> I think I was making my mom really nervous, but then my next blood pressure reading was totally fine. Like they checked it a minute later and it was totally fine. So I knew that I knew what my body was doing. Like I know that I felt fine. So finally we got to the like hour point and I was like, okay, like let's just go get this thing out. So I got to the bed and they just pulled it right out. It took two seconds and it was great. It felt like nothing. It was totally fine. And I was just, I was stressing out for nothing in my head. And I was also just like really wanting to relax. I was in such a state of like, it was, you know, like they say, like, it's a birth high. Like I totally felt like high in the clouds. It was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. My baby is here. It's over. Oh my goodness. So I was just like enjoying that and I have no regrets. It worked out fine. The placenta was fine. I did not have any blood behind it. I was perfectly okay. Once the placenta was out, it got all cleaned up, put on my super cute mesh underwear and giant pad. I had a teensy little superficial tear like I did last time. So I opted for no stitches and I felt completely back to normal down there like two days later. So it was great. It was exactly how I wanted it to go. And I just got to relax in bed. They did all the newborn screenings and stuff, fed her again, just relaxed with everybody. It was like, I don't know, around like midnight by the time everything was done. She was eight pounds, 11 ounces, 21 inches long and utter perfection. <laughs> Everyone went home at that point And my husband asked me if I wanted a good job treat for doing such a good job. And he went and got me a milkshake from Wawa and we hung out. I think we probably watched TV or something, just like relaxed for a little bit and just enjoyed our little new baby. 
She did great that first night. She woke up every three hours, like on the dot, ready for boobies again, and slept super nicely in her crib between feedings. So it was really nice. That first night is always, number one, it's always a tease. Number two, it's always like really good. It's like, oh, we got to rest and it was nice. And that is the story. It's a really great one. I really thoroughly enjoyed that experience. It was amazing. Just like the feeling after you do that and just like completely rock it out. It's like, dang, I really, I really did that. I created that. I really felt so good afterwards. I still do. It was a really great experience. I had an amazing care team. Of course, my support team, my husband and my mom, they are awesome. So grateful for all of them and happy to have those people in my birth space. They are such a support to me. Having a team that is there to support you in creating your desired experience is a total game changer. Thank you for listening today. I'm going to link those birth affirmation cards. They're free. You can download them straight to your phone. I have one as my phone background still. I had it on my phone for months. So every time I picked up my phone, which is unfortunately very often, I saw it, I read it, and I believe it with my whole heart. And I think that that's incredible for your mindset. It's very helpful just having those core beliefs of birth because whatever you believe about birth, your body believes you. So I will link those for you guys. I'll also link my socials if you guys want to go check out the birth video. And that is all I have for today. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. Until next time, happy prepping.